Konnichiwa, everyone. Welcome to Court Games, the Legend of the Five Rings LCG podcast. I'm one of your normal hosts, Trevor Cuba, a.k.a. Kikito Onimaru. Finbar is off in Japan this week. Lucky bastard. He's so lucky. So, in place, we have a special ghost. Uh, Sar, tell people who you are. A special ghost? Yes, you're a special ghost. Last time I checked, I'm still alive. But yeah, okay, I'll I'll be I'll be your ghost. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, I'm Zar Agus. Um, some of you may know me as that guy that judges all those events and um, you know have a lot of sweet sweet promo swag. Um, I normally play every clan, like I always tell people, but recently I have been on a Scorpion Keeper of Air kick. Backhanded compliments, yo. Love them. I know you hate them. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a crane, so of course it naturally you just dislike any scorpion shenanigans. But <laughs> oh, come on, you got Uji. You're you're you are you guys are solidly dirty mudbirds at this point. You know what? Uji's gonna be the reason why I can't get away with complaining for anything for a while, and it's fine because Uji is kind of ridiculous. So I'll live with it. See, the thing is, okay. I know we're going to talk about this later because I've read ahead, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think Uji is as bad as people say. And I, this is coming from the guy that says Tadaka, that 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 solidly played Tadaka for a long, long time because mm-hmm. I used to play Phoenix really heavily. We'll get into it. We've got some points uh, to bring up, but I will say anything I bring up in the defense of saying Uji is not like a million percent the, one of the best cards ever <clears throat> just sounds like. <laughs> No one's going to take me seriously, so maybe it'll sound better coming from you. Yeah, see, okay, we'll get into it later, but yeah. What's been going on in your non-L5R world, I guess? In my non-L5R world, work. Work sucks. So I'm trying to replace the non-L5R stuff with L5R stuff and trying to make that 100% of what I do. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah, I just uh, got back from Singapore, what was it, last Wednesday? And I'm pretty sure I ate half the island. Nice. Miraculously, I lost 20 pounds. Or 10 kilos. Well, you did a lot of walking around doing the tourist thing? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was there for work. Basically, I was there since um, late January. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I was there for work, but was pretty much walking everywhere, so all the pounds just melt away. But, I mean, hey, good thing is I managed to hook up with a really great group from Singapore that play L5R. I did bring all my decks and most of my cards with me. Yeah, I was broken into Children of the Empire there, got both the Unicorn and clan, Crane Clan pack there, and uh, got into an Elemental Championship. Funny story, I was supposed to play, then they had me judge. <laughs> so you're just cursed just to ref all events forever aren't you yes i i you know what i think at this point it's like i'm just going to be the guy that judges <laughs> well speaking of judging we can go right into our sponsorships and plugs uh as always we're going to give a huge shout out to our patreon which supports this podcast our sister podcast the court games rpg podcast the discord community and all the other fun activities that cpass has in the works and trying to get online we have just begun we're about two weeks into the second round of elemental championships we're going to discuss a little bit more in depth later and normally this is where Finbar has me read the Nova Open read, but since this is your baby, uh, Sar, why don't you take this one over? 
Okay, first of all, it's not really my baby, but, you know. But, it, yes, it is the U.S. Grand Championship, and uh, Fantasy Flight and Nova were proud to announce the 2019 United States L5R Grand Championship. It's going to be on Thursday the 29th at the Hyatt Crystal City in Washington, D.C. The winner of the Grand Championship, previously known as the National Championship, will get a flight and accommodations to the 2019 Worlds at the FFG Game Center in Roseville. The top four will also receive invitation to 2019 Worlds, and as recently announced, participation in the World Championship for all FFG games are by invitation only, so this is one of the few ways you can actually earn an invitation to Worlds. Also, according to FFG OP, we are supposed to find out what the prizes are for the uh, Grand Championship for L5R. Well, today we're recording this on Sunday, so we should know what they are tomorrow. By the time you hear this, it will be out of date. <laughs> That's the nature of our bi-weekly podcast, where everything is either super late or just happened, and there's a large gulf of our information. But, you know, we, we fill the gap in with our community engagement. Uh, let's see, so a couple of final notes that for people to look out for. Uh, the next Kotai on the schedule is Atlanta on May 25th. Uh, followed shortly the next week after, uh, there is going to be two Grand Kotais, one in Birmingham. Birmingham. Did I say Birmingham? Yes, you said Birmingham. It's like uh, the Coat Factory and, I don't know, what's something else? <laughs> Burlington Coat. Go to your local Burlington Coat Factory and start playing L5R. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a sight. I would totally love to do it. Just see what, uh, you know, like, a Edward Kim, if you're listening to this, let's go ahead and do that. So, you know, we could totally freak out people. The, the Burlington Coat Factory. Ironically, it will have just as much surprise support as the actual Grand Kotai. All right, that's a low blow. <laughs> that is really low. But, uh, okay, Andy, also in Seattle, um, fun fact, I'm going to be there as a judge. Oh, okay. Just go and run at events and never having to play the game to earn your prizes. Exactly. Why would I actually fight and cry and stress myself out thinking, oh my god, does he have a censure? Is this fate worse than death just going to be four fate down the drain? See, that is a scorpion maneuver. You just become judge of the whole event and force everyone to submit to you deck lists so you know what everybody's running. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, that is true. <laughs> Uh, let's see, both of those events are on May 31st, so if you're on the west coast of America or uh, in Europe, yep, so that's all coming up right down the line. Let's see, uh, weekly recaps as far as what's been going on in the community. I just yesterday came back from a elemental championship in Springfield, Illinois. I got 10th place out of 21, so that's like that's the most aggressively middle-of-the-road average milk toast you can do. <laughs> Uh, maybe just a little bit above the middle of the road. Come on, give yourself credit. 0.5% above the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Uh, we had a good time with down there with my good buddy Max Williams. He ended up taking second in the event. Matthew Fry took first with a Scorpion Dishonor. So we still got crabs and scorpions running the event. Matthew is actually one of my two losses. And the other one was one of the crabs that ended up getting... Um, I believe some he made somewhere in the top eight. He did pretty well for himself. So I when I look, took my two L's, it wasn't too you know no no name scrubs or anything. If I expect, I don't know the other guy's name. <laughs> I've um I've seen Max play. I think he won Kotai, hasn't he? Uh, Max Williams. Yeah. Or Matt Fry. 
Max Williams. I don't know if Max has won a co-tie. He won. I know he's like four or five-time Crab Hatomoto at this point. Yeah. Most Crab players will tell you he's probably the best Crab player in the world, or at least really high up there. And that's one of the reasons why I'm always complaining about Crab, because i got to face him every single week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crab is uh, probably my toughest matchup in all of my matchups, just maybe because I like to play cards, because, you know, this is a card game. Yeah. And you, you see some people playing around with a formula because the deck, once you get used to it, is aggressively boring and the best way to get a shot at playing it is to play the long game and it that thing always ends at like 40 50 minutes or even longer and you just gotta like watch your life points just whittle down 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 um until you maybe win most likely lose <laughs> I, it, it's a brutal matchup i mean they that's crab's whole shtick win on defense unlike lions whole shtick which is just lose everything the silver lining is coming for the lions soon hopefully yeah it's uh, it's been quite interesting um several people i know from my old uh, group in orlando one of them he's a lion refugee in scorpion lands right now and he's been telling me about the, the lion discord channel and how despondent people are <laughs> Well, me and Finbar, since we have those pretty pink names on the Discord, we can go to look at all the uh, clan chats. And we sometimes we go and talk with them. And yeah, someone needs to airdrop some Prozac over there to the Lion Lands because things are looking grim on the daily over there. <laughs> oh, honey, they need more than Prozac. Uh, let's see. Earlier in the month, on May 4th through the 5th, we had a Kotai in Greece that was, speaking of which, was won by a crab in a crab versus scorpion finals. Clearly the game has not changed whatsoever. We're still getting the same handful of clans uh, rushing to the top. Uh, in all fairness, we are seeing more diversity. Unicorn has been making more strides lately. Phoenix, despite the, their status previously, many people still consider them probably one of the best, if not the best deck. Well, no, I think crab is probably the de best deck right now. Okay. Crab is still my toughest matchup overall, but I have an easier time with Crab with Phoenix. Because with Phoenix, I, I basically I, I have shut down one of their powerhouses. And and let's be honest, Phoenix is the only clan that can run Cloud of Mind consistently. It, it does make sense to me if he's telling me that you have a better shot against uh, Crab than you do Phoenix. Because Phoenix will just outpace you in almost every statistic. And they, they're they not too easy to dishonor. Well, on the flip side, while Crab is very good at like endurance and dishonoring photos, I think their greatest weakness is being dishonored. And no one does that better than Scorpion. So. See... I can't figure out how to dishonor somebody with Crab on turn one, but if the stars align, I can dishonor somebody turn one with Scorpio. Oh, jeez. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't see any of that. <laughs> oh, uh, it, it happened to me when I played Steve Palumbo once, and I was playing Dragon. It was terrifying. Yeah, that's, uh, I, that's how I lost my match in the Elemental Championship yesterday. I'm up against Matt Fry, and we get to round three, and I flip like three holdings and a really bad character. He flips like four of his characters, and they all do some form of honor loss, and he's like, I think the game's over. And I'm like, yep, I pretty much agree with you. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just brutal. But I'm look actually looking at the day two bracket here for the uh, Athens Kotai, and there was one crane, so that was the Shogun. Yep. Eric Balhus came yep. in, lost instantly, but you know that's how it. When you get to the top eight, that's how it kind of goes sometimes. Yeah, yep. There was one crane and one crab in the top eight. Yep. Three phoenixes and two scorpions. Mm -hmm. The crab made it all the way. 
and you will you'll see because we always say like the the game is very skill based. Like no one's just gonna like take the value of a clan and just run that straight a uh, rough shot over everybody. But when you see what gets into the top eight, it's kind of a a level of like what's most likely to rise above the jungle of the grinder. Uh, so we see a lot of Phoenix and a lot of people like oh, of the three Phoenix that come in there, only one of them gets to round two and he doesn't leave the top four. Yeah, but that's the problem with not having a lot of diversity on a day two bracket. It's that you have a lot of mirror matches and you, you, you knock your own clan yeah. out. That's definitely something that happens very frequently. Because Crane is very a popular clan, so is Scorpion. But rounds three and four of most Kotai tends to be the Crane-Scorpion elimination rounds where we just all murder each other at Hunger Games style. Oh yeah, I know that much. Well, it's not as bad as um, Dragon killing each other like last year. <laughs> was that a big problem last year? I don't recall a lot of... Dragon is not very well represented I, well, often. Well, okay. In Atlanta, I remember last year in Atlanta that we had a whole lot of Dragon Mirror matches. Mm-hmm. And it was right before or right around the time Amanil started winning. At Gen Con last year, uh, I interviewed Tyler Parrot, the designer of the game, and he identified that Dragon's a high-skill, high-reward clan where you can't just hop on the bandwagon of Dragon from last year and expect to do well. And now they've been nerfed into the ground. And I don't know what clan really fits into that role. Many people, even Max, who I was just talking to a lot yesterday because we spent like all day t- t- uh, yesterday together, uh, we'll tell you like so it's not easy to pilot crab but it's not exactly rocket science it, it, that kind of pilots itself for a lot of and a lot of it's just sit around and do nothing and wait for your opponent just to kill themselves very much i mean crab they don't really care about winning on attack they care about winning on defense they even have a province that makes them want to win on defense uh with all the 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 fight ons and the fable grounds and the rebuilds and stuff they can get into any conflict that they really want to be into and it gets really gross oh i've got some personal news to discuss uh home of the crane clan has written an article uh spoilers i am the owner and operator of home of the crane clan website and also one of the contributing writers to these articles we got together with me some of the other cranes so we have uh eric balhus the shogun shooter rev well known crane magistrate on the discord league uh lee four and uh asahina neff who is mike george on facebook we get together get our, our our raw opinions of the cards in a vacuum a little bit of play test uh, we're now like two three weeks away from writing this thing so we've gotten a lot more games on there and some of our opinions may have changed but if you want our rough opinions on like what we think are the powerful cards the best strategies and the good ways to utilize cards from the crane clan pack check out the website at www.homeofthecraneclan.com and check out my article give me all those internet dollars that i don't make (laughs) yeah i don't make internet dollars either internet dollars suck I don't know how to make internet dollars other than eBay, but eBay goes, it, it's like real dollars. Just I, I just gotta, you know, I gotta start doing streams and thong bikinis. That's how you make the money. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Speaking of bad news, uh, let's move on to yeah. our main topic. On one hand, it could be said that we have had no news updates in the uh, from FFG for the last two weeks, which is a situation in of itself. Actually, as of recording this, we did get on Friday, uh, two days ago, an update on 
the next arts RPG supplements, but the sister podcast with uh, Genie and Kovar, they're going to cover that one later. I would say no news is good news, but unfortunately we only got some like bad rumors going on. Uh, so you want to take some of this over? It's not rumors <laughs> on this one. I can, I because I've actually seen the email. Oh geez. So I can actually attest to um, that the season two kit for the Elemental Championship will be the season one kit. Mm. Yep, I can confirm that from the Elemental Championship. I was just at yesterday, where I, uh, uh, Matt Fry, when he won, he received a 2018 uh, trophy for winning the tournament. Yep. So all those sleeves, uh, those uh, roll cards. Mm. I mean, to be fair, I really do like the roll cards, and I guess uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I, I know that everyone thinks that I'm the FFG apologist, right? Uh, and you know what? I'm okay with that. But I, I, the roll cards are really awesome, and if you don't have the wood ones, or if you're, unless you're like, you know, Travis or Kingsley, don't have one of those slate ones, um, then the acrylic ones are really nice looking, and they're double-sided, so, and on, to be fair, the provinces, at least two of them, if not three, are provinces you would actually use. Um, so overall, I don't think it's a horrible thing. I mean, is it an ideal situation? Absolutely not. But is it something that, you know, that we're going to storm Roseville and burn down, and burn down FFG headquarters for? I don't think we need to. Well, something's better than nothing, absolutely. Unfortunately, we have the issue of we were sitting there for, what, a month, two months, waiting for news updates, and uh, Alex Watkins only put out on Facebook, no less. This wasn't even released through official Fantasy Flight channels of information via, like, the website or Twitter or their Facebook or anything. Yeah, Alex Watkins comes into Facebook and just lets us all know what the situation is, and he does this about three days before the first Elemental Championship is supposed to happen. And um, f three days later, we get those events, and he's and the people running those events say nobody came because Fantasy Flight never announced the Elemental Championships. They were instructed to hold off self-promoting their event until Fantasy Flight posts this information on their website. And as a result, only like three or four people came to their event and via the rules you're not supposed to run a championship an elemental championship at unless at least 10 players show up so by the rules a lot of these locations were just like uh left to eat the cost of these tournament kits of old material that no one came to play yeah um that is an issue okay so if you are not aware the reason why ffg is not doing a different Season 2 kit is because they felt like the items that they produced for the Season 2 kit was not up to the standards, and even if they could have rushed it through, it would not have been something that they would have been happy with. So on that front, I can understand. However, I, and this is just me theorizing, I think the delay was them trying to get a, a different price support for Season 2. Is it something that they probably should have communicated earlier? Absolutely. Fit. This fight is fairly notorious with their uh, failures of communication issues and kind of good for good reason, but also it's, it's indicative of a larger problem. Like, they don't like to announce release dates for a lot of their product because it seems like whenever they say, like, oh, this is the date where this product is going to be released, you know, distribution issues happen and they miss that date and then they look bad and stuff. So on one hand, I guess if they don't announce a date, they can't be wrong, 
but it's still also not solving the problem. Like they have massive inconsistent distribution problems, which is a whole other monkey of problems rather than like, oh man, we got the date wrong. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is, okay. This, and this is just my own personal opinion. Uh, I think that FFG is doing the best they can. I know I've worked, um, with logistics and operations in the past and I know that people have to be rather just tight lip about things. People probably know and are chopping at the bits to tell us, but for whatever reason, they can't. And it's the adage of under-promise and over-deliver. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and in the interest of fairness, it should be noted that Fantasy Flight is a fairly large company uh, being supervised by an even larger company, Asmodee, and their work process is they're, everyone has different departments that are only cleared and only have so much information, and you need all these departments like really coordinating. Not just on that one, but like Legend of the Five Rings is but one of like many games that they have to keep going and keep circulating at any given time. They have their Star Wars, they have their gu- their uh, Game of Thrones licenses, they have their Keyforge that they're trying to do, you know? So it's very easy for, you know, we're just one of many games and like in the grand scheme of things, this is a fairly like slight delay, you know, if we're being re- perfectly reasonable about it. But it does feel bad, especially when we go into... Bad news issue number two. Speaking of the Grand Kotai going out in Birmingham, UK, United Kingdom, the Crane Pack has not been released in English in Birmingham or in any of the United Kingdom yet. Some places have gotten local versions, like I think Spain and Germany have gotten their local language versions. Most of the mainland Europe has gotten their localized language, and there has been rumors, although I haven't verified, that mainland Europe does have English crane packs, just the UK doesn't have English crane pack, because, you know, I think Brexit. That might be one of the reasons I couldn't speculate on that. What I do know is it's not in that location, and because Fantasy Flight has a rule that it must be officially released in an area for at least 11 days to be legal, that means the crane pack is not going to be legal for the Birmingham Grand Kotai. What is going to be legal, however, is the brand new rules restricted list is going to be in effect. So not only is there the cards that a lot of people have just been planning on playing with and preparing with are just not going to be around, Crane's going to take a particular hit in this regard because Steward of Law is now on the restricted list. None of the benefits of having all these shiny new uh, Masters of the Court cards. To be fair, I guess the only card that i really seen, because yesterday actually I uh, was playing in a uh, Scorpion Pack release kit. Speaking of late, um, yeah, uh, the only thing that I really see in the Crane Pack that is kind of going in, I mean, there's a whole bunch of cards. So, I guess the biggest hit is no Uji. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think losing Steward of Law with no Uji is is hot. It's tough. One of the things I've I've you know I've been upset about with Crane. Well, not upset about, but like kind of disappointed with up until this point was Crane had outside of Guest of Honor a fairly kind of lackluster Dynasty selections. And why I really like this Crane pack is I've got so many options. I can build so many different uh, ways uh, with my Dynasty now. I'm really excited for these Dynasty things. Now it's just for the people in Birmingham, they have nothing to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. You had Cautious Scout. 
you had Cautious Scout. When I was running Senpuku Sato, <laughs> Cautious Scout broke Senpuku Sato on his own. And I was defending. Ironically, Cautious Scout has made its way out of most crane decks these days, or at least a lot of them. Really? Yes. Because most people are not afraid of Restoration of Balance anymore? Well, let's see. Restoration of Balance was already like on the outs. We didn't have to worry about Feast or Famine, which though that that Dragon matchup was the main reason it's going yeah, on. Right, yeah. But now with uh, Toshimoko and Kazen, they're dueling a lot. One of the things that made Kasha Scout work, other than your bonsai, is we had these sword that you define katanas, and it would be okay if like he sneaks through, I could throw a sword on him, and he will break a province, and it'll be good days, right? Now I need to hold on to my sword, so he's not doing much by himself. Like, he's just poking but not breaking, and there's not much province-wise I'm really that worried about triggering. Even like upholding authority, I could pretty much play around if I really need to. That said, Crane also have, with the inclusion of um, Kikita Dojo, so many holdings now. Some decks are running 8 to 10 holdings that it's really like locking up that Dynasty deck, especially with Uji. Very, very powerful card, but one of his downfalls is we have a lot of unique characters and if we have a bunch of holdings there's plenty of times where i buy my uji waiting to buy a whole bunch of pretty people next turn i got nothing but holdings there so daidoji narishma has largely taken cautious scout's spot in an effort to filter my own dynasty slots right well that's fair flipping dynasty slots is really Mm. good and if you, especially if you can play those characters outside of Dynasty phase, you know, in Moon Dojo. Yep, yep. So for Birmingham, they're going to have, like, all the goodies from Children of the Empires. They got their Toshimokos. They've got Kikita Dojo, so you can play Unicorn Kaze. Pack. Yep, you got Unicorn. Well, and, you know, Unicorn Pack does have Kikita Ryoko, which I have been hearing many people swear by is a really good honor-generating machine, uh, which they might need since one of the reasons I don't do it is because Kyun Kikita generates many honor tokens. So if you're left with Shizuka Toshi, I guess Kikita Ryoko get the job done for you. Yep. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Crane, I don't really play Crane all that much. Mm, my thing with Crane is, as long as I can assassinate, as long as I can mark a shame, as long as I can fate worse than death, yeah. and as long as I, as long as long you have no honored people on your board, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, good luck and Godspeed to the Cranes in Birmingham. You're going to need it. Yep. For the rest of us, uh, in some slightly better news, today is Sunday the 19th, and as of this morning, Gen Con events have just gone up. People are buying tickets right now, and we're seeing some interesting events for L5R. Outside of the, obviously there's a Grand Kokai oh, yeah. going on, but Sar, tell us about the these other two weird events we get going on. Okay, so the first one is going to be a team event. It's going to be three on three. Well, a team of three. So, entry is $40 per team, not $40 per person. It uh, Winners gets two Kokus, loser gets one Koku, and everyone, mm-hmm. people keep playing until mm-hmm. the entire team is eliminated. So, I think that's, uh, that's a really, really, really good format. It forces people to think what, how to really work their decks properly, and, and uh, it's... Also, good opportunity for deck building theory, theory crafting with other people because we are playing a, a one-on-one game. Unless we're playing multiplayer, then it's one-on-one-on-one. But at the same, uh, but that's still you're just playing by yourself. 
team event forces you to work with other people and to uh, understand other people's decks and them understanding your deck. So it's like they can see like, oh, this is my next matchup. So maybe I should, maybe instead of me playing, maybe you, you should play because you have a better, I think you'll have a better matchup against this clan. The all different clans aspect of these team buildings, that's really interesting. So, so let's say we, me and you, and let's say Finbar joins. I'm Crane, you're Scorpion, he's Dragon stuff. That means we have the other three clans to choose from as our splashes. So if Finbar is playing Dragon, I can't be a Dragon Splash, and neither can you. So we got to start looking at someone as our splash uh, clans, which... Some clans is not easy. Most likely to go there with uh, Max Williams, and we're still looking for our third person. We're going to choose one of our uh, local uh, players, but he's Crab Unicorn. Those two are locked. I'm Crane. I can do several different things as my splash, but I can only do so much, especially depending on who our third uh, teammate is. Yeah, that's that's true. But uh, at, at the end of the day, I think this is a very good event. I think this is going to be a really fun event. I plan on being there. Guess to and guess what I'll be doing? <laughs> judging. Yay! Um, I plan on being there and judging. So, uh, hope to see you there. And I'm really excited to see how this turns out. Another one that I'm really excited over the next event, which is free the rolls event. Now, I've read a little bit about this, so feel free to correct me if I go astray, but because I haven't been able to really just dive into what this event's supposed to be. Oh, I'm just looking at the Gen Con announcement page, so that's all I'm looking at. That's what I've been looking at, too. But from Steve Cameron, which is the guy that basically runs the events for Cascade Games, who will be running these events, and Cascade will also be running the uh, the Grand Kotai at Gen Con. From what I understand from him, what he's posted on Facebook is that you can play any role that you want. You can play any elemental role, Keeper or Seeker. So if I'm Phoenix, I want to play... I don't know, Keeper of Water, because I'm feeling nostalgic. <laughs> I could do that. Why would you play something other than Seeker of Void? <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, maybe because I want to I want to be able to turn on Prodigy of the Waves and get Keeper Initiates out. I don't know. <laughs> it was, I mean, to be fair, it was a pretty good role. And especially now, if we got Fight On, I just... Hey, more unbows. <laughs> I, I am kind of intrigued of what we're going to see in this event. To be clear, this is a side it event. Is. It's going to be, I believe this is a Sunday. Yeah, Sunday at 2 p.m. Yeah. So this is like right when the main event is wrapping up, I believe. Right. Um, oh, um, there's another, there's another layer to this. Speaking of Fight On, which is a water roll only card. Yep. So like my example, I use Keeper of Water. And I was going to use Fight On with my prodigy, uh, Keeper of Water Phoenix and and Fight On as my, you know, as Crab as my Splash. But I could have also played Seeker of Void and have Fight On in my deck. So not only are your roles unlocked, but the elemental only, like, you know, the Seeker only, Keeper only, Fire Roll only cards are also unlocked. Okay. Is that confirmed? Uh, you know that for sure? I am 90% sure based on what I read uh, and Steve Cameron's post. Okay. Well, I look forward for uh, elaboration on that one. I mean, I can't imagine. Well, 
No, I could see different people do, playing different things, but there's only a handful of cards that people really seek out roles for. So that 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 being like crab is like people are still doing secret void for all the money, but they're playing crab splash for um uh for fight on. <laughs> That's a possibility. But honestly, though, if you can think, but I, that, I think that would just be a really terrifying deck. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's think about this. Mm. Crab playing Seeker of Air okay. with uh, backhand compliments okay. to Marcus Shames. Well, they've kind of did that anytime they wanted to. I don't think. I don't. I think they don't have an air roll. I think uh, Crab still maintains their unicorn thing. I just don't. The question becomes: Is there, is there some other card that they want to do something? Maybe something along the lines of a province roll or something like that. The province roll. I mean, that would be a terrifying province roll if people are willing to get, take feast or famine as their restricted list card. Yeah. That any any province roll is going to be terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see Shameful Display, Feast or Famine, and I'm going to guess Midnight Rebels. I'll tell you what, we still don't know exactly how this is going to roll out, but I kind of suspect we're going to see one of two things. Either we're going to see a lot of people experimenting with a lot of different things and coming up with some combinations that like people have always really wanted to do, or we're going to see a whole, especially at the top tables, we're going to see a whole lot of like the same three combinations of cards over and over again. And the day after Gen Con, is like, well, here's a new restricted list because clearly, like, if they got chosen this many times, there's something ro- really wrong with these cards, you know? I don't know if this is what, uh, if, how FFG is going to decide the next restricted list. We have, we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea. For all they know, it could be like, I don't know if, um, if anyone here played Magic the Gathering way back in the day when they had, an, I believe it was Unglued mm-hmm. set, and they had a card that says, look at me, I'm the DCI. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was, and the picture on the card was in um, stick figure guy blindfolded throwing darts at a wall of cards. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So I'm guessing that could be one of the ways the FFG decides on a restricted list because Young Rumor Monger, I still don't know why that's on a restricted list. I heard a compelling argument for Young Rumor Monger that I cannot remember for the life of me. But we just got to take the article's word for it. That I think that the stated reason is you could take off Dishonor tokens from a Scorpion and trying to Dishonor them before they Dishonor you is one of the best ways to beat them. You know, so that's the company line. Um... It's such an unimpactful card that it's just kind of a curiosity more than anything. I think I've, I was told of another reason, and if anyone wants to know about it, you're going to have to find me on another Kotai because I cannot repeat it here. <laughs> no secrets in a public forum, but if you catch me at an event, <laughs> give me a chicken sandwich. I might give you some secrets. <laughs> yes, Uncle Czar has a lot of stories that he could spill. <laughs> Good to know that you keep your NDA. <laughs> I'll just play with you. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, since we don't have that much for news, let's move on to final shout-outs in closing. Sar, is anyone you want to give a shout-out to? Anyone who's special in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first thing is a shout out to I don't know if any of the guys in, over in Singapore are playing or uh, that plays L5R listening, but absolutely shout out to them. 
thank you for welcoming me into your community. It was a great playing, getting to know you guys uh, over the last four months. Look, I'm planning on being back next year. So, um, really look forward to seeing you guys again. Thank you for, uh, for welcoming me. Uh, <clears throat> other than that, uh, really just, uh, you guys, everyone that I've met at, uh, at Kotai so far, thank you for trusting in me as a judge, even though I know I really screw up ruling sometimes, and sometimes, uh, you know, Discord, I can't get right signal on Discord. Um, and last, I guess, uh, shout out to, uh, Steve Palumbo, because, you know what, you're awesome, you're a new dad, but you're so awesome. His baby's so cute. His baby is awesome, <laughs> and you know I've uh, I, I okay. So funny story. Okay, uh, he pissed me off one time. I think it was the day that he um, that he dishonored me out turn one. I looked at him square in his eye, and I said, "May your child play crane." Oh, <laughs> how cruel! How cruel! <laughs> and his only response was, "Well, at least it's a political clan." <laughs> nice nice uh let's see i'm gonna give a shout out as always to Sebas sebastian the man who owns operates this podcast keeps everything that the light of our lives <laughs> man among men legend among legends uh, i also want to actually give a shout out to doug bear aka daidoji masashige um and his whole crew i don't know everyone's names they did a really great event out there in springfield ohio me and max had a great time we were able to hang out with some people uh travels was there i had some people from my play group come out uh met some cool folk we all went out to steak and shake afterwards so uh, it was great hanging out with you guys and hope to do so again sometime. Uh, let's see. Um, I think that's about it. So uh, I've been Trevor Cuba, a.k.a. Kikita Onimaru. I'm Zor. Um, on Discord, I'm Yuchi Hakuba. Uh, sayonara. Sayonara.